0: This is Mission Qualphone, a monthly podcast that takes you inside the workings of our company, but not just the ins and outs of business. We look at the ideas and insights that make Qualphone truly unique. As a company, we are committed to being the best and making each person's life better. Join us as we get to know and learn from people from across the organization. What's their story? What have they learned? And how do they live out Qualphone's mission? Welcome to Mission Qualphone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Mission Qualphone podcast. I'm Jeremy. Hi, Marisol. How are you? I'm good, Jeremy. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Here we are. This is a bonus episode. I've never done a bonus episode before, Marisol, so you're going to have to help me through this, but we're at the end of our our first season. Here we are.
1: Yes, we did 19 episodes and a bonus episode is just a sort of—I I loathe to describe it this way—but it's it's a happier
0: postmortem. <laughs> a happy postmortem. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> and it's sort of like a reflection of you know the season. One of the things I'm incredibly grateful for is a lot of our coworkers who have reached out and said, you know, you've received them, I've received them that I've listened to like every episode of the podcast and you know, have said some really nice things about it. And um, this is kind of the, the bonus episode, the thank you, the let's look back and what did we do well, what we are happy about. And we have a great interview with Roberto who's gonna lead us into the future. And we're gonna bookend season one and talk about what we planned for season two. Right. How we're going to grow and evolve, because we're continuously improving.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, so Marisol, as you look back, I'll, I'll put you on the spot first. As you look back on the last 19 episodes, what what jumps out at you?
1: I'm still surprised we were allowed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked that people listened. I'm ecstatic that people have enjoyed it. I love you know the messages that we receive telling us it's either it helps them start their week end their week, uh, feel grateful they had a bad week or they reach out and ask for a connection of some sort, whatever the connection with our coworkers has been awesome,
0: yeah, and you know what I think we do well and and i don't I don't mean this to sound you know self serving or or arrogant, but when I listen to other podcasts, business podcasts, what I like about the way we do it, Marisol is, and it, it cracks me up when we have some people on and they tell us they're nervous, right? And, and it takes about 30 seconds for them to realize there's absolutely nothing to be nervous about because Marisol and Jeremy, we are not professionals. <laughs> so it's, it's real, right? We just have conversations with folks. And I think to me, that's what, that's what I like about it. We have just heard from real people. And when you hear a lot of business podcasts or industry specific podcasts, they're just very, I don't want to say fake, but they're not always that genuine. There, there might be a purpose behind it. They're, they're selling something, they're marketing something. And I like the fact that, that we're having conversations with people and hearing stories from people. And it's, I think of it as you and me just having a conversation with friends and, and I like that.
1: Yeah. You've held our feet to the fire on that. You were very clear because we still have not met in person. No. And when I approached you, it's kind of weird to ask someone like, do you want to be a co-host with me? Because it is, it becomes, (laughs) you know, it becomes a partnership. Mm-hmm. And you were very clear that you did not want this to be um,
0: an advertisement
1: An advertisement right. for qualified. And then I countered with, you know, I understood exactly what you said, you know, were saying agreed with you, but also said, but it would be great if it could be used. And I think it can be. Used. I, know, I know it has. I know that there have been episodes that have been forwarded to people. Right. And but- that's great. But
0: that's not. That's not why it started. And that's not our intention. Yeah. And that's that's a credit to Marisol, who's this was Marisol's idea, you know, who started this off. And and her idea from the beginning is which I do
1: consider myself a professional, by the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're professional, but I mean we're not we're not professional (laughs) podcasters, right? But that's what was great about your vision, I think. From the beginning, it was it was about stories, right? It was about Let's hear people's stories. And I think that resonates with people, whether you're in the BPO space, even if, I mean, I have friends that listen that, that they don't even know what a BPO is. I mean, they kind of do because I've explained it to them, but they just like to hear the conversations and the stories. And and to me, that's what makes it so fun and so rewarding. Yeah, there is a, I think it's,
1: I don't remember the number off my top of my head, but the one... Um, what is a BPO? That mm-hmm. episode I know that's been shared around the holidays. You getting around <laughs> trying to ex- have that conversation with people. I was told a handful of times that you know they forwarded that that episode to family and friends <laughs> to explain what they did. <laughs> great. So, so yeah, so that's all been that's been great and that's been fun. That's been a joy. There's been nothing that I would want to do differently than, than we do. We're, we are thinking of expanding for season two, opening up to maybe trying to figure out how to expand our guest list. Mm-hmm. Uh, also include our teammates and our, our coworkers, but maybe to tell more stories that are available to us. So that's uh, hopefully coming up on season two. What are your goals for season two?
0: Well, I think like you said, to me, it's it's about stories, and you know, most of the folks we've heard of, which is obviously it's a good place to start. You start with leaders of, of the company, right? Influencers within the company, but I would love to hear stories from from an agent who's who's worked here. I'd love to hear their uh, stories, or or maybe someone even completely outside of the company. I just think there's a there's a lot that we could do in terms of.
1: When you think of all the people, at work programs we have I, I can you name them all i know we have fun at work and we have
0: fun at um, work learn at work give it work
1: care at work all those have stories within stories within stories um yeah. you know, how Qualphone has made a difference in our communities and i don't know we're we're that's what that's what we're doing right now <laughs> we're figuring out And if you have any suggestions or you have someone that you think would make a great guest, please feel free to contact either Jeremy or myself because we'd love to have them on.
0: Absolutely. So Marisol, one of the recurring themes I can think of probably at least five or six episodes where this was mentioned is this idea of total vocation. You know, Part of our mission is helping individuals pursue their total vocation. And so I'll, I'll put you on the spot by asking you, Have you reached that? (laughs) Have you reached your total vocation?
1: Uh, No. Uh, No, no, I have not. You know, it's funny. It's such a personal question, but I know we ask it of our guests, so I feel like I I need to answer it. But I do feel like this is, it's a personal question because... No, I I have not found my total vocation as of yet. I should mention, you know, I am participating in the Stairways, our Stairways program, which is, you know, wonderful opportunity to learn a lot about yourself, to, you know, help you, guide you. Haven't finished it, Um, (laughs) but I have been pursuing this idea of a total vocation, predating um, my tenure at Qualfund. It's been something probably the last decade I've been working on, and. I'm an overthinker anyone who knows me very well (laughs) knows that about me I will overthink things to death so it's such a big question am I doing what my soul is meant to to be doing part of me says yes I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing most every minute of every day because I'm doing it am I doing it as a career uh I don't know that's it's a big question
0: well, and, and I think the operative word is our mission is to help individuals pursue their total mm-hmm. education. And I think when I hear that word pursue, that means a journey. That means a process. And you said something before we even started recording, which I, I've actually been thinking about since you said that, just a little behind the scenes, right? So Marisol, poor Marisol sits through and watches me edit these podcasts, you know, and, and you're actually looking at, you know, the wave form of the recording and you're cutting parts out and when people sneeze and all that. And I was, I was complaining, oh, I hate, I hate having to do this. And Marisol says, you don't really hate it. And I said, well, no, I, I love doing it. I'm a total nerd and I love to do that. And so in that moment, as I edit that podcast which might be completely mind-numbingly boring to anyone else I love it yeah and, and, that's, that's, and that's that's pursuing that total vocation getting to do something that you enjoy doing as part of your job is is awesome
1: like watching you I can't that is a skill set that I do not have you watching you edit is is watching someone in flow watching someone do what they're supposed to be doing because you're very talented at it and if if no one knows anything about editing on the back end you kept keep saying we're not professionals you are very professional <laughs> that you know I've had th- four podcasts and the editing that you do is uh, the best so part of that you know someone actually commented to me about podcasting and saying well it's obvious you're doing your total vocation when you podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do feel that way if you've read my emails when I go on to these long tangents about something about the podcasting as a medium as an industry or the future or how we can use it. Within Qualphone, I do get very message from
0: Starfleet Command.
1: (laughs) I am also a Star
0: Trek. Starfleet (laughs) commands calling you better pick up that call, Marisol.
1: No, that's actually a reminder on my phone. Oh, okay. it pops up every day several times a day with different reminders. I am a Star Trek geek. I, I think I've probably done some references in the podcast. Um what was I saying? Oh, so when I'm in when I'm discussing podcasting or doing podcasting, I do feel like I'm in the flow and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I I I love it. But is that some it's not the only thing I love. I I think I'm not Positive yet, but I feel like total vocation is less about one thing than doing everything that I love to do, which I kind of am doing in my life. <laughs> so I maybe I've attained it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still I'm still overthinking it. <laughs> so I don't
0: know. Well, I I think, and you already said it, but I just want to say it again. I mean, I think the fact that. Qualphone allowed you to do this and, and then me, because you let me help you with this is awesome. And that is an example of a company that allows folks, enables folks to pursue their total vocation because you and I have both talked about how, how much the podcast is, is perhaps a favorite part of our job or definitely one of the favorite parts.
1: It's my favorite.
0: <laughs> it's no, I love it. It's, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> and this is a perfect segue to introduce our guest because our guest was the person who suggested you for the co hosting.
0: Ah, I have Roberto to blame. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. No, and I'm super excited to hear from our guest today. It, we've had him on before, but, uh, and I'm sure we'll have him on again. This is our Chief Mission Officer, Roberto Sanchez Miharada.
1: Welcome, Roberto.
0: Thank you, Marisol.
1: I have a, a couple questions for you. But before we start, I did want to ask you, now that we finished season one of the Mission Qualphone podcast, since you are our chief mission officer, what are your thoughts? What did you think of, of the podcast and from the beginning to the end?
2: Oh, the, uh, let me tell you something, um, Marisol and Jeremy. For us, for the Qualphone family who are able to listen, we're learning from each other. And sometimes during when we work, we don't have time to get into the the thoughts that many persons have. And when we listen the podcast, when we listen friends that we are working with them constantly, some of them more, some of them less, at least each one independent of the area that we serve. It's amazing. We are I'm learning. I have been learning from well, 20 at the moment, and really uh, those that I, that I really am very surprised by the commitment, the experience, the wisdom. So to me, the podcast is, is like a must, <laughs> uh, to, a must to listen oh, because you. it's the way that I'm paying attention to the team that, that I am part of.
1: Well, I know Jeremy and I really appreciate your support and, you know, trusting us. Cause when we, you know, broached the subject with the executive team, <laughs> I was actually quite stunned that you said yes.
2: <laughs> so, oh wow, yes. And I didn't know that you and Jeremy um, will show your best. You are really, uh, you have a lot of experience and you create an environment in those interviews that we listen really the time passed fast and engaging conversations, a lot of sense of humor and good. I, I, I really like what you're doing. Thank you so much. I think everyone knows that this is uh, your volunteer time. You, you volunteered to do this. It was not in any plan. So thank you so much for both of you thank you
1: thank you so i'm now going to ask you your first official question for the podcast that was sort of me fishing for a compliment (laughs) the first official question is the name of the podcast is mission qual phone we talk about the mission on every single podcast we have this internal dialogue that we we call ourselves mission leaders. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about mission leaders, but I do have a specific question, which is last year at summit, which was my first summit, I saw the team of, uh, in operations being asked to think about the mission and their work. And I was sort of like, well, what about the rest of us who aren't in operations? <laughs> so I'm wondering, could you tell us about the mission leader? Explain to the audience what that is, because it is something I think that differentiates us. And also, you know, we talk about how it's really throughout the whole operation that, that we try to live that.
2: Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. I think every company, every organization in the world Uh, thinks about leadership all the time. Every school of business, every university, every think tank, every organization is thinking about leadership because leadership is a role, is a condition when we are serving. And there are different notions. I think there are great concepts. There are a lot of research that great institutions have been done and trying to learn so they can teach to the new generations of leaders. Well, we did our own research. We did our own uh, think tank. And this leadership model, it's coming from the foundation, the principle of the company. And the principle of the companies is quite simple, but it's very important to understand. The mission is the answer to a call, right? We and the founder and the family and the company has been thinking since the beginning, the purpose, the why. And the call is what we are reflecting. The call is that invitation to be the company that we should be. In our case and the case in the family, in the reflection and in the philosophy of life, that call is an invitation that is coming from God to be a place that many people can find ways to grow, to develop, to learn, and to fulfill their lives. So the mission is the answer to a call. The call is an invitation to do a service, to the society, to the world, to the community. So that mission, that is the result of a call. In the philosophy of the family that that is touring the company, the mission is an answer to a call from God because God inspires the good. So they see this mission that we have as an answer. So let's jump to the mission. The mission is help as many individuals as possible pursue their total vocation, create an ever-growing number of career development opportunities and be the partner of choice for all our clients. Okay, how we do that is a very inspiring, very powerful mission. And the mission leader model is the way that we can learn and how we can teach that if we fulfill that role, the mission leader, that's the the leadership model at Qualphone, we will execute what the mission is asking. So the mission leader has three dimensions. Mentor, the person that builds relationships and help people to grow, to pursue their total vocation. Okay? then. We're seeing the mission here. The manager, that person that execute and makes things possible. Satisfying our clients require great execution. The manager. And then the mentor, the messenger. The messenger is that, that influence positively. It makes that mission and that execution in a way that everyone understands. So, these three dimensions is the specific leadership model of Qualcomm. is unique. We invest a lot of time to reflect and we decided that those three dimensions, we, we put it in a graphic, the MQ. If you have seen that MQ, which has the M in three dimensions. Mm-hmm. So we say, let's think in three dimensions. Is what we are uh, trying to to have as a guidance for uh, for each one of us.
1: How how long did that take you guys to discuss? And I I, I just try I'm trying to imagine that meeting, like if I was a uh,
2: it was a year. This morning I was talking with Mike Morrow about that. It took a year, a year and a final meeting in December of six years ago, and that meeting. Was full of ideas and great concepts, and I think, and I need to to say and and give the credit to each one. But specific, specifically, Mike came and say, "Let's have three M's. Let's try to use a concept that everyone is going to memorize and remember easy." Mike has that very practical approach to. To a very profound concepts, that if we don't do it in a simple, it will be very difficult to speak about it. Mm-hmm. So that 3M was the, the summary of a lot of ideas. And that I think was a moment of illumination of that team that w- was uh, that w- was working together. That was the, that is the story of our three M's, uh, Marisol and Jeremy.
0: Roberto. I want you to, still in this context of mentor, manager, messenger, I want you to reflect back on 2020. 2020 has been a year unlike any other year I've ever had. And I'm assuming a lot of us, this has been for for companies worldwide, this has been a challenging year. But I would love to hear your thoughts on what are the positives that are going to come out of 2020 for us as mission leaders. What are the positives that have happened this year? What have you seen?
2: I'm going to use ideas that were that were shared during our Christmas celebrations, our holiday celebration. That you that you help us in Jeremy, and I think there are many. First, I think we get to know us much better, and that help us to to do a team work with those who were responsible to to deliver the service in a very different way so we learn from each other much more we use the mission and the foundation of the company as our inspiration that gave us a lot of trust and confidence we learned to make clear the priorities. Maro and Alfonso González, uh, since the beginning, they said what are going to be our priorities? And our priorities were very clear. Keep everyone safe and do our best to continue delivering the service that our clients are expecting. And in the beginning, many people, how we do that? But we were working in those priorities. The other, I think, is we learned how to endure and be patient with those, some of the big challenges that we were not able to resolve in 24 hours. So we learned about patience, about how we can deliver without um, stress the organization or break breakout teams of people. That I think to me was, uh, a lesson of faith alive life, mm-hmm. the faith in ourselves, the faith in the mission, the faith that the leaders of the, the company were setting the, the priorities and they were congruent in the way that they were taking decisions in the investments and and situations. And I think that we'll learn that doing the right thing brings us more energy, more commitment because everyone is in the same in the same boat. So we were working together to make sure that nobody is at risk. And that was an incredible lesson, Jeremy.
1: And I think everyone did an amazing job. Uh, I I think I look back at this year and how I, I don't want to include myself in it because I feel that it it discredits the people in operations and in IT and, and every department that had to move thousands of people to work at home, Jeremy included with with training, everything that was done was just observationally. I was uh, I was really impressed and floored with Qualifun's dedication to the to the clients and to our staff. It was it was a beautiful display of, of everything you just talked about.
2: <laughs> Have you think, Marisol, that before we knew that this pandemic could come, mm-hmm. IT department delivered and helped us remember in the past because we were the fruit of integration of few companies. So the, the systems of communication were uh, isolated. And last year in 2019, a lot of investments were done to make a more consistent infrastructure, many investments in, in the IT, the networks, the communication tools. So we arrived to the pandemic with all the tools mm-hmm. that we needed. Probably we we bring other, couple other, but the main ones were in place at the right moment,
1: right? Well, Jeremy asked a great question about the past 2020, this will, be 2021 a new year what do you want or envision for us as mission leaders for this year What's what are your thoughts for the present
2: just by the experience and the journey that we have together we are more confident we have hope but a realistic hope understanding that the The year is not going to be easy. We have to really let the things come uh, to make sure that we are safe, that we can start doing uh, meetings. But now we learn that we can continue working more efficiently using our time better, uh, be more productive and focused And that I think it's my hope that every we were prepared. We were in a training year to guide us to new skills we grew together. And now that we grew, we will continue growing, but we need to use those skills that we learned that help us to, to walk through the year. And now this year, we start deploying our strategic plan the strategic plan 21, 25, which is the fulfillment of the mission is to be more uh, focused in the mission, be more oriented to the person. One of the main lines of the strategic plan is people to person. Mm-hmm. That is a whole philosophy of personal attention on divided attention to the person, which is not easy in a, an organization of our size. So I think the, the strategic plan 21, 25 is a, very bright light that is calling us to perform in that direction and also learning that we probably we are going to review and we will do some adjustments through the process to improve and to make some decisions that are going to help that plan to be fulfilled. But now we have a team that is strong the leadership team in all the operation sites, line of business is very strong, very focused. The dynamics and the functionality of the teams are incredible better than in the past where some important integrations were happening. Today, we, those integrations, I cannot say that are perfect. There are things that we have to continue trying to adjust and do, but we are more better positioned today than the year twenty
0: twenty Roberto, this is kind of a kind of a tactical question, really, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because Roberto, for those of you that don't don't know Roberto, he is the epitome of a people person, right? I think he gets his energy from rubbing shoulders with other people and engaging with other people. That's just so much of who Roberto is. Now, one of the residual effects of 2020 I think will be we'll be doing a lot more stuff virtually. We'll be doing a lot we have you know so much of our employees will be working from home for instance. So my question for you Roberto is how do you as a very engaging people person what have you done to make sure you are able to keep this engagement with people? You're not able to travel like you used to right? You aren't seeing people in person. What are you doing to keep that level of engagement with all of the folks that you work with across the company in a, in a primarily virtual environment.
1: Can I just interrupt and say, he will be on camera on all virtual meetings.
0: <laughs> yes, that's, that's the
2: first one. Mostly, mostly, not all, but yes. Thank you, Jeremy. First, uh, let me say that Roberto works with Mike Josie, the person office. Is the other half orange? We in Spanish we say la media naranja, the half orange. Any orange has two parts, right? And we need to work in as a whole. And the other part that is so important, it's the person office. And I think the vision of Mike Morrow and Alfonso gonzalez to to have two strong units to make sure that, we, that we're that able to, to respond to the call, to take care and develop each person. Two teams very well focused in different areas. And that, I think, is part of the magic. The organization that Mike Josie leads is very strong now. He put together ideas and resources that were not in the past. So the mission and the the mission office and the person office are one strong teams to deploy the mission, and I think this is important because without the person office, we could do great things. But the person office has uh, essential elements of the of the care and development of the person condition. The first thing that we want to find in any workplace, in any organization is the conditions of our work, that we have the compensation package, the benefits, the, the safety conditions, the tools, the career paths. And that is is what my Josie has been uh, implementing very successful, very successful. So to the question, I think the new lessons or the lessons that we learn in, in, the, in the 2020 of how to engage, how to use our time to make connections, connections that are significant because we are human beings. We need the warm touch of understanding that the other is not a tool, is not a, only a machine that is producing reports or executing plans, is a person. And I think when we, take that consideration and we spend time talking with the person, asking them the magical uh, question, which is, how are you doing? How can I serve you? And that opens a new dimension of confidence in in those relationships. So our our challenge is always to make sure that we don't do human transactions. We build human relationships and that is a challenge in an organization that is big and we don't have the time. But if we do that with our teams and we trust that our teams our uh, direct reports are doing the same and this is a cascade that everyone does what they are seeing. If Alfonso is taking care of Mike and Mike is taking care of the uh, executives and the executives is taking care of the directors and vice presidents, if we see that, if we see that that is happening, we're motivated to do the same. And that is a cascade. And that is the concept of the mission leader. My Maro is the first mission leader or the chairman. You heard in the 2020 celebration of Christmas that that Alfonso did the renewal of his promises as a mission leader chairman. (laughs) He used that. (laughs) That to me is, I need to do the same. And then I think every mission leader and all the supervisors around the globe are thinking, "I will do the same. If I do the same with my 20 agents that I am taking care and I am the instrument for their development, that happens." But it has to be a, a ripple effect, a positive ripple effect across the, the organization. Jeremy. And
1: I love the idea of it rippling all the way down to the the customer of our clients. Like I love that. The idea of it could flow all the way from Alfonso down to an interaction on the phone for one of our clients' clients. And um, I envision that. And I think that that's, that's a, a beautiful way to do this kind of business. So I have a question. You know, we we have a great internal dialogue. We have an internal vocabulary that's, you know, very unique to Qualphone. How do we express this to someone outside of the organization who's listening to this podcast, maybe a potential new client. How do we express the importance of this, of being a mission leader to them? Why, why it's a value add for them?
2: Oh, great question. And they trade on, um, they trade on the chief of sales and marketing He's very passionate about this because he sees a connection, and i um, I know that some clients and friends are listening this podcast, and I'm happy that they are they are interest their interest for getting to getting uh, to know us better. Uh, Dave Drayton says that the connection between the mission leader and the trust that the client has because they are giving us their best asset. Our company is its like, like a hospital. Walfon has a very delicate job. We are here to take the customers of our clients and help them to build the most important relationship that they have for their business, which are their clients. So their clients, which are our clients, we are in that level of trust. The only way that we can demonstrate that we are using and we're responding to that trust is executing in the in the level of, of the expectations that they have from us. And they have a mission. So a mission-driven organization like us, the first thing that we need to look look and consider is the mission of the client. What is the mission of that client? And every because we have a, an incredible, the best organizations of the world. Many of them are our clients. You know that, Marisol and Jeremy. So we learn from organizations that, that they have years of experience and they have a mission and a vision of their business. And they, so if we need to go through that. And Dave written does that always. We, he, before he started the conversation with a future client, he understands the mission. He understand what that company is called to respond to the society through service, through products. So we embrace the mission. What is more important is not the mission that we have. It's very important, but it's more important to embrace the mission that they have so we can respond through our execution and processes and services to the mission that they have. This is incredible, and this is a very positive because we're learning from the best. Every time that our managers, our agents are looking to a client understanding understanding their strategic plan and execution and their processes, we're learning more and more and more and more because we're learning from the best of the best. I think that is what makes our company like an educational center of learning from the best of the best all the time.
1: Roberto, thank you. That was an excellent answer to that question. And we definitely need to have Dave Drayton on uh, next season for for the podcast to speak more to it. So the last question we have for, for this episode, I'm really just gonna give it a, keep it quite open and ask you, what do you have to say to the listeners, the employees, prospective clients? What's in
2: your heart? Thank you, Marisol. Uh, first of all, Dave Drayton, I know that you're listening to us. I know that you will need at least three podcasts, three episodes to speak all what you have. And probably Marisol and Jeremy, they are going to give you that privilege. So they, be prepared. A lot, of, a lot to say through these interviews. But going back to what is in my heart. First of all, thank you to our clients. Many years working. There are clients that they have been entrusting their their projects for a lot of years, 20, 25, because the organization that we are now part of Qualcomm, they have been doing business for years. So thank you for helping us to improve and be better. You have been developing us. And that it's an incredible gift that you have given us. Thank you for always share your mission with us because that mission that you have is the mission that we want to embrace through our mission because our, both our, your mission and our mission are completely aligned. And what is in my heart is thinking in the long term. What Alfonso and Mike have been telling us is this company is for the long term. The principles that, that are guiding our company are here for the long term. That gives us the confidence and the motivation to continue developing and continue building up because we know that nobody's going to come and change everything and that will be very difficult because organizations that are junk like us, or well, now we can say more mature, it's because there are many ideas that we're still building up. So the long-term give us hope. So in that, in those principles that the company has a mission and the resources that the company generates are for the mission. And though that conviction that Alfonso and his family have give us confidence to continue and developing the new generations because we are thinking now who is going to lead the company in 20 years? Where are those young persons that many of them are in our production centers or working from home, that they they have 20, 22 years old. And many of them are going to be the leaders of the company in the future. So for those who want to build this stability that gives us the principles of the company, make us think that we can invest our energy, our time, and our heart. We can invest our heart in a mission that it's the fruit of each one of us. It's not a mission that it's just belong to a group of people of the stockholders. So it's the is the mission of each one of us. In some way, we own the company. We own the company because the organization is for the common good. And the participation of each one is so important. And I think there are pioneers that they have been seeing that and they have more experience than me. This is my eighth year at Qualfon, And I cannot think enough of the opportunity to learn from an international organization that are teaching so many young generations and people that they don't, they have been found in this company, a nice place to be a nice place to invest our time, our energy. So I want to thank everyone. And the last, for those who probably are in positions that we don't see them very often because we don't have meetings, but they are working so hard. Those who could appear that are invisible, but we know that they they are uh, working hard and they have access to the leadership only by uh, writing a comment in the where we might making a call there are no barriers for our communication. My Marot can take the call of any agent that would like to speak with him. And if he's not busy in that moment, he will take that call. And Alfonso the same. That makes the organization to have that sense of trust that we're a team and we are here to serve each other. And that makes me a very, very uh, happy uh, member of the team of Qualfon. Jeremy and, and Marisol, and I hope that through these recordings that are in the web, in the in different channels of podcasts, we can invite more people to join the mission, join Qualfon. We're looking for great people all the time, and we would like to have more talent person that can help us to build the mission with the, their own skills, talents, and the heart that they have. That is an amazing experience of the human, of the human being, right? To learn from each other.
0: I I have to say this, uh, Roberto, and we notice, you'll notice that there's a little noise in the background uh, as we talk to Roberto. And this is the perfect metaphor for Roberto. Roberto is always around people. Uh, He's got a house full of people for the holidays. Uh, How many times, Marisol, have you been on a call with Roberto And he's at the airport or he's somewhere where there's hustle, there's bustle. That's Roberto. This is a perfect metaphor. And as I thought about this interview, I thought it would not be a Roberto interview unless we heard other people around him. And, and I just, that's, that's the truth. That, that is a metaphor for Roberto. So I appreciate Roberto on, this is Christmas Eve. uh, As we record this, I appreciate Roberto joining us on Christmas Eve when his house is full of people, to have this conversation.
2: Jeremy and Marisol, let me share with everyone here something that it was an incredible. In a call that just happened a few days ago, uh, our friends of Philippines, our colleagues there, you know the Philippines. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, beautiful. And there were some chickens, right? So this, this manager say, oh, I'm sorry for the chickens. <laughs> but, you know we were so happy to hear and listen those chickens because it's, it was a confirmation that they were safe, that they were working from the place that is the safest place for each one, which is home. And if we are listening those chickens, it's because everyone is safe and we're doing the best to keep our priorities as a first Thing to do to make each person's life better during a time that we need to be working from home with chickens or with (laughs) children or with dogs.
1: (laughs) Well, I just wanna say thank you again, Roberto. I think this year has been a wonderful example for me personally of the mission of what Qualphone is trying to share my parents are no longer with us, and I'm not 22, <laughs> but I'm also fairly, I feel very fairly young. And in this year, it, I found myself being very grounded by Qualphone, by everything that was going on externally, having absolutely no control over it. I found the leadership of the mission within Qualphone to to be the best example of grounding for me. So I thank you. I thank Jeremy, again, for doing this podcast with us. And I hope that we have a wonderful and exceptional 2021.
2: Will be. With the grace of God, his blessing will be. Thank you, Marisol. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Roberto.
1: That's a wrap to our bonus episode. So do you now get why I call this a bonus episode? It's sort of a little bit more, I think about us (laughs) and the podcast itself. So it's sort of like inside mission. Yeah, I like
0: it. I, I think it's, I think it was great. And obviously hearing from Roberto was great. I just want to say personally, I wanted to thank you Marisol for a great season one. And I'm so happy that, I had a chance to work with you on season one
1: (laughs) because I'm a professional. (laughs)
0: That's right. right. And, and I'm looking forward to season two and season three and season four. Uh, So thank you for letting me help you.
1: Well, thank you. You've been, you are a partner in this. The editing is all Jeremy watching him again. Do it is, uh, it's like watching art being created. (laughs) It's very good. And I, you know, you keep us, interesting by making sure that you know you hold my feet to the fire and I well, appreciate
0: that. well thank you and it, you know it's a team team effort obviously and and it's it's great so thank you
1: well we need to thank the listeners thank you so much for everyone who's downloaded i it still blows my mind that anyone wants to listen to us for 30 to 40 minutes twice a month, but they do. And we appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing, subscribing, rating, review, all that helps with the statistics. So I would most certainly appreciate that. And Jeremy, thank you. Thank you for being a great co-host and for doing all the wonderful editing that you do on the back end.
0: Thank you. And we'll see you in season two, Marisol. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mission QualPhone. Remember, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe. And we'll see you next time on Mission Qualphone.